and welcome back to another episode of I'll Be the Judge of That. I am your host, Adam Rock. I almost forgot my name, and with me is my co-host. I'm Evan Ryan Lewis, and I know my name. Darn right. All right. Do you have a story of the week for this week, Evan Ryan Lewis? I do. We're just getting into it. No small talk. I chit chat with you enough, I feel like, you know? Okay. I have a story of the week. It's kind of a topic as well. Okay. So, so as you know, Adam, I did some uh, international travel over break. Thanks again for letting me take the time off. And yeah, you got, you didn't get PTO, but yes. No, no. And I, uh, I booked the flight. It was me and our, our, our resident dating expert, Jack Polson. Some of you may remember him from the Valentine's mm, Day episode. Yes, yes, yeah. So we book our flights together. We were in person. We booked these flights. And so we took the two aisles next to each other so we could have a conversation during the flight. Right. And we were flying to Argentina. And it's three hours LA to Dallas. We got aisle, aisle. Um, and then we flew on to Argentina from there. Then a third friend decided to join the trip. He, he decided to join a couple weeks later. When he went to book his flight, he couldn't get in our row. So he sat like 20 rows ahead of us. Okay. So we board the flight uh, in LA. It's me and Jack Polson, aisle, aisle. It's a nice little Sunday. Uh, free live TV on the flight. Cowboys, Eagles was on big game. Came down the wire. Um, the whole flight, Jack and I are like, should they go for it here? Would you kick the field goal? It's like being in your living room, basically. Right, right. Girl next to me was from Brazil. We were going to Brazil. She lives in LA. She had perfect English. She's giving us tips. She was great. The guy in Jack's row, amazing guy, watching the game also. A lot of camaraderie. Uh, <laughs> we're watching the game. The game ends like down to the last second. Game ends. We land right there. I didn't want the flight to end. Right. Wow. Wow. So we get off the plane and we see our other friend, our third friend, Michael, in the you know in the airport in Dallas. And we go, how was, how was your flight? And he goes, what do you mean, how was my flight? It was the same flight you were on. We're like, what? He's like, yeah, same plane, same turbulence. What do you mean? How was the flight? You know how my flight was. It was the same as yours. I go, did you watch the end of that game? It was crazy, huh? And he's like, what game? I said, there was free live TV. So there's free live TV. I know there's free live TV. I go, yeah. I go, what'd you do the whole time? He said he had four songs downloaded. That's all he had. He listened to the same four songs on repeat for three hours straight. I go, oh my God. Well, anyways, the girl next to me was giving me tips on Brazil. The guy next to Jack ended up being a great guy. He's like, I had these two like 200 pound guys on either side of me. I was in the middle. I was scrunched in the whole time. <laughs> I go, so how was your flight? He goes, same as yours. <laughs> and if you know this guy too, it just makes it that much better. So I don't know really what the topic is, but we were on the same plane. We were on the same flight. Couldn't have a more different experience. Yeah. So then we have a few hour layover in Dallas and then we have a 10 and a half hour flight to south america this is the big boy okay we're all sitting separate for this one pretty full flight i get on the plane Wait, how long is the flight 10 and a half hours from dallas oh my gosh it's one of the longest flights of my life okay continue so i get on the plane pretty full flight and i sit down the window this girl sits down in the aisle and the plane starts loading up almost every seat's taken and it's like no one's in the middle and i look at her and she looks at me and like they close the doors and we're like oh my this is like a gift from god right to have the yeah. to have the middle seat empty yeah. 
so we start chatting. She ends up being really nice. Um, she told me that she like ran to catch the flight. Like she didn't have time to eat. I had like some cliff bars and some goldfish in my bag. I take them out. I start feeding her, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so I go into the, I, it's not after we took off. I went into the back cause I heard that they have to give you booze on international flights. It's like a thing. What? So I go ask the, 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 the steward. I'm like, is it true you have to give alcohol out on international flights? He's like, what are you looking for? You know, and I was like, I don't know, maybe some whiskey. And he hands me three of those little whiskey bottles. Shooters. Yeah. And a cup of ice free of charge. I never heard this. Yeah. I don't, I think he was just being nice to me. I don't know what it was. So I come back, I pour the three whiskeys in the cup. I kind of want to go to sleep. And that's kind of a lot to like take down this whole thing. And like, and then you have the cup on the tray table. So I asked the girl, I'm like, hey, are, you know, are you like, Drinking, she's like, actually, I do. It calms down for the flight. So I'm like, here, you know, like, so, you know, we're eating the goldfish and drinking whiskey, drinking a little whiskey and kind of talking about life. And before you know it, we ended up sharing a very intimate moment in the bathroom somewhere over the jungles of Peru and came back to the seats, cuddled all night because we had the middle empty. So we just cuddled all night and woke up in the morning. Couldn't have been more well rested get off off the flight and i go hey michael how was your flight (laughs) you said i had a crying baby next to me this family on either side they were getting up constantly i didn't sleep a wink i've never been so tired i've never been more annoyed so it's the same as yours After we were laughing so hard in the Dallas airport about how everyone's flight experience was so different. And me and Jack had this right. amazing experience and Michael had such a horrible experience. And then we wake up in the morning and, and like, they both look, they like, we kind of made eye contact and they see me like chatting with this girl and like, no, in the middle. And they're like, what the fuck? How was your flight? So anyways, that's my story of the week. Let's kick it off. All right. You want to go first? Yeah, I can go first here. Uh, let's just do a classic, a classic topic. Can you eat a full meal in an Uber? <laughs> Are we talking about the plastic click, click, bam, and it flips open and you got yeah, your sure. spoon and your fork, spork, and you're like digging through like a salad? Like, yeah, like sure. Describe like what you're eating here. Well, I think that really makes a big difference because I think that if someone says, can you eat a full meal in an Uber? The gut answer is no. But then let's right. break it down. Can you have a coffee? Yeah, of course. Can you drink a smoothie? Sure. Can you have a bag of chips? Why not? Right. So and I was thinking like overnight oats could play. But like if yeah. you start getting so, like the salad realm, like I don't think anything could have the potential of flying off the sides. Or is it about Maybe. when you use a utensil, I was thinking. That's a that's a great point. That's a great point. The utilization. Well, you, okay, here we go. You can't use a knife. If mm. you have to eat something, anything that requires a knife, even a plastic knife, it's. I think it's a hard no in the Uber. Okay, I don't mind that. How about an acai bowl? Where are you going? Like in this uh, situation, like I've never called an Uber that I've been in the car for like four hours, and I'm like, yo, we're stopping for snacks, my man. No, you bring it with you. That I'm bringing snacks for this. Yeah. What is it? 30 minute Uber ride? Well, maybe I have somewhere to, let's say I'm going to the airport and I stop and grab a sandwich for my flight and I'm hungry no. in the Uber. No, no, hard no. 
You're Can't not eat a sandwich in an Uber? fighting in and mayo- mayonnaise shooting out the side and hitting mm-hmm. the window. You're not doing that. And what are you going to do? Show up with, with your, your, a bib of your napkin in your shirt? Like, what are you thinking? I can eat a sandwich without spilling. You're thinking that so if I'm the Uber driver and you take out a Bay City's Italian gobble goal, there's no chance I'm letting you munch into that while I'm up front in front of my plastic sheet. Well, that's a messy sandwich. In. Yeah, what are you talking about? Like a I could, I could eat a, a Jersey Mike's can be very self-contained. Are you getting oil on that thing? And no, no. Are you no. my handles? What no. What are you doing? So is that what it is? It's, it's not about the knife. It's about how dirty the meal is. You know, come to think of it, like, but if you ate like turkey and cheese roll-ups, like, I think yeah. that's fine. <laughs> the bread just throws a curveball. No, I think the bread, bread's no problem. It becomes an ordeal now. No, you can eat a sandwich in an Uber. I disagree. You can't you eat. You could if you need to eat. It's it's bars. Like, bars, of course, you can eat. Like Cliff, Cliff Bars, any other thing that ends with bars, you know? Bag of chips? <laughs> Zanny Bars, like, you know, <laughs> whatever you need to do to get to the airport. Um, bag of chips. No way, man. The grease in that shit? So what? No, no. Banana? Are you taking the peel with you? Yeah, I'll take the peel with me. What are you going to do with the strings that fly off the sides? I'll wrap them in the peel. Sufficient. Yeah, banana plays apple. Mm. Mm. You gotta hang on to that core. Drinking down your side, you gotta. Yeah, so what are we doing? You know. Yeah, it could be a juicy apple. No peels. You're not peeling oranges. So okay, so the fruits. It's just a banana. Okay, that if you're bringing a handful of blueberries, you're just a freaking weirdo. What if I have a bag of carrots? Yeah, that's a nice. That's a nice snack. That's a nice snack. That's a nice Uber snack. Baggy How color. about a um, peanut butter and jelly sandwich? That's on bread, but there's no mess. I mean, it depends on huh, who's making the sandwich, but... Uh, no, you're not eating that in an Uber. Okay, no. and I disagree. And so this is a good time to remind our audience, you can vote on Friday at Judge Pod if you can eat a meal in an Uber. Okay. Adam's first topic. Do you have to acknowledge your office manager every time you go to the bathroom? Uh, like, I think this could be expanded to anyone who's on your way to the bathroom. Well, there's certain people that like you may or may not bump into, but like there is our office manager sits at the front door, like most office managers, and the bathroom is outside of the front door. So every time I go to the bathroom, she's there. So when I come into the office, I see her, I acknowledge her, I say hello, I'm friendly. Yeah, but like if I'm peeing or, you know, three, four times a day, I'm going to get lunch. Like I'm passing her like 12 times. Yeah, she has to deal with this from everyone's perspective. You know, this might be a big moment in the history of I'll Be the Judge That because we started this in the depths of the pandemic and it's a great sign of recovery that we're doing office topics. Yeah, there you go. I I think you do. I think you do have to acknowledge her every time. Every time, yeah. You can't walk by someone you know and just keep walking. I mean, she has a computer. You can just do the you eyebrows know, she's up. Working. It's not like she just sits there. You can give a little head nod. I sometimes feel like if I give the acknowledgement, then they, the you know, that Larry, old Larry David thing, like the clock starts on my bathroom time. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't like someone knowing so much about my bathroom time and habits and all that. That's what I mean. There's only two options when you walk out that door is you get in the elevator right in front of her or you go to the bathroom. When so you get like, up from your desk, do you know if she's at her desk or not already? Or do you nah, have to walk nah, by? I'm, I have to walk by. It's a surprise every time. It's a, every time. Hmm. Yeah, this is yeah. a tough one. <laughs> it's tough. And yeah. I, so I, I walk past and I'm like, now I'm wasting time writing this topic down in the hallway. And I'm like, I can't <laughs> be doing this. She's I'm on the clock right now. She knows. Right. Yeah, I think you should. I think it could just be like a like a little half wave, you know, a little flick of the wrist. You could do a little salute. Dude, dude, we're right next sign. to each other. This? We're right yeah. next to each other. That's so awkward. And then you just say something on the way back too? Yeah, that's what I mean. Do you have to acknowledge every time? Some sort of acknowledgement. So the, you, in your eyes, the answer is yes, you have to. I think it's more awkward to acknowledge than to just blow past someone. You think it's more awkward to acknowledge? No, I think it's more awkward just to walk by them and not say anything. Right, right. Do you do sometimes? I do like the head down on the phone. Oh, you know, I like that. Yeah, you could do that. Like and just make an expression. What? You know, I can't. Are you kidding? Like, and I'm just like looking through my phone, like pretend. You know, have you talked to your coworkers about this? I've not. No, I've not chopped this up in uh, for the office politics. I should probably chop it up with her. Hey. Yeah. Well, I'd be interesting to hear her perspective. Right? She goes, Adam, I know how many times you go to the bathroom every day. I actually remember talking about this a couple years ago with someone who sat like at the front of our office. And I was I was brought up like, you know, it's like kind of weird. I have to like, you know, say hi or like make conversation every time. And she was like, think about it from my perspective. I have to do this with everyone. Right. Right. It's like whole charade. Oh, you know what it was? We had this period where like the like the security was messed up, like the key cards weren't working and she had to come open the door every time. And you had to do the like, oh, thanks for opening the door. You know, sorry about that. Right. right. And like she was like, think about it from my perspective. Yeah. Well, that I mean, I see the guy at the front desk of the whole building. Well, back in the day, it used to be like an OG, this guy, Valen. I used to be, Valen, what's up? You know, every single time. Now it's this other guy. He's just like. <laughs> staring at like the security cameras or something i don't know what he's doing and with his tie like out the ear i don't know i Did just say hi to him no 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 he doesn't have a welcoming face you know <laughs> so I say hi to someone who looks like a you know they're plotting something so what do you think are you, have you been saying hi every time every time like i'm running out of highs you know yeah keep it going keep the highs going I'm going to chop it up with her. I'm going to yeah. <laughs> pull her aside. Is this getting annoying? Okay. All right. My turn? Yes, you go. Okay, so this actually was submitted by someone who didn't really know it was a topic. It was a friend of mine. A friend of mine did a college reunion trip down in Mexico. He lives in San Diego. Okay. Him and one other friend drove from San Diego down to Baja, Mexico, like an hour south yes. of the border yep. for the surf trip. And they had four other friends in a separate car driving from Arizona down to this place in Baja, Mexico. Right. The guys from Arizona did like the grocery store run. You know, mm-hmm. they bought all the stuff. They'll split it when they get down there. They went to the supermarket uh, right. in the States and they're driving down to Baja and the Federales pull them over, which isn't so uncommon, you know. Right. Classic. Classic. They just they want some money. And these guys, um, one of them was like a hunter in Arizona, like hunts um, for fun. And they found a couple bullets 
in the car. Mm. The Federales found some bullets. And so basically, you know, the way it kind of works down there, you kind of have to, you know, you pay the fine at, at, to the Federales directly down there. Right. So right. they end up paying the, the cops like $400 to get out of this because they had the bullets and, you know, they they had tinted windows, I guess. And that's what cops, right. but like people get pulled over for anything down there. Anyways, the end of the trip comes and they all throw in their expenses and the driver had asked the group to split the $400. And so I guess the topic is, is it the driver? Is it the four guys in that car or is it the whole group that should split the bribe? It's a great question. In other words, um, if you're going on a road trip with friends and the driver does something wrong, or is everyone responsible for paying for that wrongdoing? Right. But in this situation, it's hard to say the driver is something wrong because in Mexico, people kind of get pulled over left right. and right for this specific reason. If he ran a red light, you know, that's different. But they found a bullet, which probably just made the fine worse. It didn't affect them being pulled over or not. <sighs> this is That's a great question. That really applies to like all of Los Angeles and San Diego. Um, the guy who brings his car down to Mexico is kind of doing the group a favor, you know. Like if someone slashes tires down there, or no one's, you know, like right. I I I would actually think that everyone needs to split at least his car, at the least the people in his car, but not the other two guys who came from San Diego. There should be no. There should be, I mean, they're completely irrelevant to it, you know? But so are the passengers in some sense. Well, wait, who, who's, who's, who set up the reunion in that location? The guys from San Diego or the guys from Arizona? Yeah, I'm not sure. The, I think, yeah, I think the people in the car are responsible. Like I've been in the cars driving through Mexico and people have in my car have gotten fines. Um, (laughs) There's been... There's been a lot of incidences. Um, I th- I truly think that like, unless it's specifically stated, like one time we were driving. I mean, didn't you, me, and and Matt Greenberg split that speeding ticket when he was going like no. a buck forty out no. to J. Speeding t- different. He was speeding. Right. Right. I wasn't speeding. I, I sometimes I make it clear sometimes because I tend to drive a lot thanks to the freaking pickup truck and. The like, so I'm I'm like all about like a group effort here, you know, because I'm just like trying to set the precedent now for when it happens to me. You know that what you I mean? You want everyone like, to split it? Yeah, yeah. Because I know I'm going to get in, tr- in trouble for something at some point. If you're speeding, you made the mistake. Like same thing with parking signs. Like if someone's like, "Oh yeah, you can park here," and then you park there and you get a ticket, that's still your fault because you parked there. Like you should read the signs. I would agree with that. I would agree. But with that. this is something that is as close to no one's fault as as there could be. The bullet in the car. Well, that's not what got them pulled over, though. You're right. You're right. The bullet only made it go from like maybe a hundred to four hundred. You know, it definitely increased maybe he the cost. Get, maybe you should get docked. You know, a little bit. Could you imagine when they're, they'd be like, excuse me, sir, what would the bribe be if there was no bullet? <laughs> right, right. Because the cops have more leverage there, you know? Maybe, like, everyone should pay 80 and he should pay, like, you know, yeah. the buck 60. Like you're splitting checks at a restaurant and one guy got the seafood tower. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> 
no. no. I th- I think that I, I think it's a cost of the trip. I think everyone should split it evenly. Even the people who weren't in the car at all. You think everyone should? Yeah. It's a part of, it's like it's like might as well be part of the Airbnb. Right. <laughs> Did you bring your federale budget? Right. I see the senor. Uh okay, I agree. I I would I would I'd say at a minimum the people in the car. Fair enough. All, all right. right. Adam's second topic. If you open up your neighbor's package by accident, do you put it back at their door and act like nothing happened? <laughs> uh, this this one uh, strikes me because all of my mail goes to my parents' house because I tend to move a lot for whatever reason. So <laughs> I just put my parents' address as everything because they've been there for 30 years and they're not going anywhere. Right. And I, I really make it clear to my dad, like, please do not open my mail. And I cannot tell you how often I go home and the mail is opened. And he <laughs> says the same thing you just said. I accidentally opened it. It's like, how do you accidentally open something? You look at the name. If it's not your name, don't open it. Well, oh, that's different. That's different. And the reason being is it showed up at his door. Mm-hmm. What happened to me was I had two packages at my door. And I had ordered two things. Two packages were at my door. So I grabbed both packages and I just opened it up and I had crayons. I didn't know I had fucking <laughs> crayons. And so I flip over the thing and it, and it says my neighbor's name. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, And now, you know, with the Amazon tape and and they put the label over like where you open up. The th- like, I didn't know. What to, like, I couldn't hide the fact that I opened this. Like, right. No, you, you have know? to say something at that point. And then, of course, I I didn't know what to do. They were gone at like a movie. And I'm, I'm like, oh, God, what do I do? What do I do? You know, and like by the time the movie ended, like I'm going to be in bed. You know, can I get away with just putting this back on their porch? Like open? They're putting it on their porch. Yeah, open and just act like, you know, it's freaking Los Angeles. Like shit happens. But. So I taped it up and I look at this and I'm just like, this is such a butcher job. Like, mm-hmm. like it's not the Amazon tape. I ripped through the label. Like it's not, I can't get away. Yeah. With they'll it. think someone messed with it. Right. So they'll think there was like foul play. This like really apologetic thing. Cause I did feel really bad. Like I would feel weird if they opened up my mail, like, you know, what kind of shit I sent to myself. Like, yeah, you know? I think it's a I think it's a federal crime to open someone's mail. It is for sure. And I felt you terrible might have to bribe a federale and share this cost with someone. Maybe I shouldn't be saying this on the on the cast. <laughs> yeah, this so, is called so self-incriminating I, episode. Yeah, exactly. Was, cops I was opening people's bullets mail. down to uh, <laughs> yeah. Mexico and uh, open up people's mail right. in that situation. So I, I put the tape back on. I texted them and I was like, I'm really, you know, I'm really sorry. Like I accidentally opened up your mail. I had two packages and they're both at my door. I should have read better. You know, I'm really sorry, whatever. They were of course like super, they're super cool people. Like they were awesome about it. And they're like, I hope it was something dirty. So then we could have like a weird interaction right now. And I was well, like, what were they crayon. doing with those cramps? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I, I go to drop off the package and, and at their door. And what do you know? The exact same size package is at their door already. And I look at it and it's my name and I'm like, oh my God, you know? They had yours. They had mine. So what do you do? Yeah, you have to, you have to like, you have to go over there and knock on the door and say, hey, I messed up. I committed a federal crime. 
<laughs> do you have to use those words? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait, no, honestly, what would you do? Plead the fifth. I would go over there and say, hey, I sorry, I messed up. I opened your mail. If you could get away with repackaging it, would you? No, no. No? Like if you, you can't get away with nice, it. No, not everything's Amazon, you know? Like if you get a nice slit, like with clear tape, you know? Yeah, but that means you got to open it up like a surgeon. Oh, you just, you, what are you going like a gorilla? I'm like the Tasmanian devil. Like those, that thing is getting opened by any means necessary. <laughs> so you look at it. I, that's this is an interesting question. When you go to open up a package, do you judge the package by like? Do, do you judge how strong it looks for how much strength you're going to use? <laughs> yeah, we have a stare yeah. down first. Yeah, <laughs> you're like as you're approaching it, you're like, oh, nice. It's got one of those cardboard. You know, like the cardboard brown tape that's yeah, e- yeah. easily rippable oh, yeah. versus like the heavy, like oh, yeah. clear tape that's like impossible to rip. I hate those. And you're like Patrick Bateman, like with an X-Acto knife. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. My answer, you you go over there and admit your mistake. Yep. And so I, I would repackage it if I could and, and plead the fifth. Okay. My final topic. Hit me with it. Can you ask someone to move for your pool shot? And do you have to move for someone's pool shot at a bar? That's a great com. That's a great topic. That's a great topic. I, w- I was at a bar and there's a game of pool going on and the guy's making me move like every five minutes. It's like, look, this is a crowded bar. There's only four people here playing pool. This isn't like the world championship of billiards here, <laughs> you know, like find a shot that doesn't require me to move. Like, what are you doing? And can I just say no? This is great because I, I can see myself on both sides, right? Like if I'm the, if I'm the pooler, I feel like I would be competitive, like telling, you know, this guy in the maple leaves hat to like kick rocks. But if I'm in your shoes, I'd be like, this guy's absolutely ridiculous. Like, yes, I think you could ask. I think you can ask. The answer in my, yes. How many times can you ask is a different question. And I think, I think you're, you're limited to one a game. And can you refuse to move if you're asked? I mean, this is the classic topic. I'm moving around the pool table like I'm one of the players at this point. They keep bumping me every two seconds. Of course you can. But can you? Will you? And there's no chance I would say, no, I am actually not going to move. I think it depends on how crowded the bar is, you know? If there's like four people playing pool and there's 12 people in the bar, then the pool players have a little more. Once the bar gets crowded, it's like we're not here to play pool anymore. Are we are we talking about are we talking about uh the brig? Uh we're talking about Hanano's. Hanano's. I actually haven't been there. Um but the concept of having a pool, a billiards area in like a popular bar it's like a sports bar like JP no. for example, right? Like there's a bar in LA that is literally like darts and pool and some TVs. That's it. Yes, you have to move all the time. Yeah. But I like just... the Brig is a bar, regular bar, that happens to have one pool table. Yeah, it's ridiculous. You can't, you don't need to move for, I still would because like I don't want to, that's just like a nothing fight. Hey, do you mind moving? You know, no. 
Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you going to say? Yeah, he has a stick. I, no, no. You you have to. Uh, you have to move for someone's pool shot. Yeah, you have to. It's a great, it's a great question, though. It is a great question. Thank you. They That's what be, I'm here for. People should be pay, playing like foosball or something. Yeah. Like limited movement. Or find like another my, shot. Find another shot. I, I'm just take another angle. Deal, take another approach with, with the pool tables and and, and bars. If I'm gonna cost you the ball. championship, we're at Hanano's on a Saturday at three o'clock. Just find another shot. Speaking of, I think the best pool player in the world just retired. Did you see that? No. He said, "Hate me or love me." You watched. <laughs> <laughs> Spoken like a real billiardsman. I gotta say, yeah. these guys have attitudes. <laughs> they really. Oh no, he was the bowler. I meant. Use the bowler, not the billiard. I don't know any. Pro you can definitely ask someone to move for, for a bowling shot. Well, what are you doing? <laughs> like, where's the bowling alley? I like to hang out right in front of the lane. <laughs> yeah. Like... <laughs> All right. I say. I say. Yeah. You can. You could ask. I in the beginning I said one time you could ask as much as you want, and frankly, you're going to move every single time. So. <laughs> okay. Fair <laughs> it enough. just is what it is. What do you think? I think you have to move, but progressively. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Adam's third topic. Can you throw out your car trash inside of a random store? Mm, yes. A hundred percent. Absolutely. I, I, so we drove, we had to stop at like this. Um, it was like this weird, like convenience store. Uh, okay. It was a smoke shop. Okay. It was a smoke <laughs> shop. Stop pulling my leg. All right. And we show up and we, we pull up to this thing just to, you know, see what's going on inside. And I had some trash in my car. Now I wasn't going to buy anything in the smoke shop, but I needed to throw out the trash. So I was like, I, you know, went inside with like a handful of trash and I just dumped it. And I was like, and the people looked at me weird. Cause there's like one trash can and it was like kind of behind the, the thing, but it wasn't really behind the thing, but it was enough to make it uncomfortable. And so like I threw it out and the, the guy looked at me <laughs> and he looked in the trash and then looked back at me and he like carried on his way. And I it's felt kinda, it's kind of similar to the can you use the bathroom, you know, if you're not a customer? Well, I I personally was not the customer, but I was with people that were customers. Oh, then for sure. I But you can't just start bringing in like, you know, a bag of McDonald's in Chick-fil-A. I think you can. Tossing it behind. Can you throw this out? I, I, did you have to ask it? them or was there a trash can there but it wasn't like a it wasn't like a 7-eleven trash can you know what i you mean you have like, to go up to the counter and be like can you throw this away it was it was there was this walkway to get behind the counter and the trash can was there but it was like made for like empty receipts and stuff you know mm -hmm. like it was very much not a you know here's some old food trash can yeah, you know, I've spent some time in the parking lot industry. Okay, and I've heard, so I've watched. Yeah, cars, there's a lot of trash in them. So, right. yeah, throw them away. Get get rid of your trash. If there's a trash can, throw it away. It's just don't litter. I don't think you could throw out anything larger than what could fit in your pocket. Really? With the exception of a plastic water bottle, which really? you should be recycling. Yeah, 100. You can't be walking in there with like an empty bag of food. Like, you can't do that. Like, that's not what the store is there. Go home. Go find a street well, can. Well, there's a lot of cans in parking lots. So why, why can't, I don't, I don't understand. You're driving around with empty, just garbage in your car. 
<laughs> I mean, there it, it, it had piled up some like bottles, you know, some other stuff, like just empty receipts, empty, you know, there's some stuff in the car. Okay. I had like a Starbucks cup, like whatever. Well, to bring this full circle, could you imagine me eating a full sandwich in my Uber and then leaving the trash there because I can't throw it away inside wherever I'm going? (laughs) That's great. That's great. Yeah. So you say you could dump anything you want. You can dump anything you want. Yeah. I mean, car trash. Don't show up with your Amazon boxes from your neighbor's packaging (laughs) to bring it full circle again. But yeah, if it's reasonably sized, you can dump whatever you want. Is it illegal to to dump in somebody like in one of those dumpsters that are like out in front of somebody's house? I don't know. I don't. Th- I don't know. I don't know if it's illegal, but I always feel strange doing it. Yeah, I rolled one night deep. Like I had all my moving boxes. I had, <laughs> I must have had like forty boxes piled up in the. I, I couldn't even close the lid in my in, in the pickup. And then one night I said, you know what? I, this guy's doing construction down the street. It's over. Didn't even cross off him. my name. Yeah. I think that's totally fine. Um, all right. So to wrap that one up, can you put trash in a random no. trash can? If you it's in no. your pocket, you can. That's it. I say yes. And as they say, one man's trash is another man's treasure. And Adam, I treasure you. So thank you so much for <laughs> joining this week. It's been a real pleasure and a treasure. All right. Calm down. Adios, amigos. Take care, everyone. See you next week.